welcome and so grateful everybody is here that's here now and paula hi um didn't forget oh, well. this week i was in orlando <laughs> last week and, and hanging in with jessica oh geez i didn't know her. jessica went down to <laughs> orlando just because one of our mutual friends oh and so um what a blessing that you had time with her that way i know i miss her as a friend and spending time with her too but we'll get there one of these days and i need to do some yeah. stuff for her too Add that to the list. Oh, I gotta finish my feng shui stuff for her. Um, so with that, that you know, um, welcome to the let's see, next week will be our last life clarifications with with, with dance of the dance soul. Of soul. Yep. And because we're we're merging, and you know, both of us knew that something was gonna happen, but I just had this feeling like something's gonna be changing with our shows since about April, May. Somewhere in there, I was starting to get a hit that something was going to change. And then yep. Vegan gave the okay after I got my new oh, yeah. notice with my name. And, every, and I think we're every, both feeling a breath of fresh air with it. But with yet an we, angel. With, hmm? Every day with an angel, right? Every day right? with an angel. Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so with that, that it's changing up how I'm even starting to do my shows now. Uh, you know, just, um, I'm getting some downloads and stuff like that, that I need to do and wanting to do called to do. And so with that, that, um, so this is our, um, not the last Monday we're live. Next it's, Monday will be last. Yeah. I'll be in Monterey then. So yeah. we'll be at our place in Monterey, be a, a, a good place to finalize things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll be on every once in a while on your show, just talking about whatever, but, uh, yeah, we each, uh, just, you know, the universe just has a way of changing and moving. And since we're both light workers, um, I've been getting so busy doing my life between live sessions. Uh, it's been hard to fit this Monday uh, show into my schedule regularly every week. So that's a good thing because that's what we were doing the show for. So we can pick up more clients and uh, help them with their issues and things. So. Yes. And, and yeah. both Regan and I decided that we wanted to keep working together. So he's, yeah. he's planning on being on every, the third Wednesday of every month. Yeah. Uh, so the show Mondays will be, um, you'll catch me on um, every day with an angel Wednesdays at four o'clock. So that day is going to stay the same. It's Monday. That's going to go away. Yeah. And what's amazing is, is that my friend um, uh, Susie Parker Goins is going to be on for several months, the first Wednesday of every month. And then yeah. Regan said that he was going to be on the third Wednesdays of every month. So I like that. So things are happening. Um, it's, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things that uh, we can do. And Paula says, oh, that would be a gift for you to do this with him. Because I know Regan is a amazing um, life between lives, uh, afterlife walk and so he just is a great guide on how oh, yeah. to do it and oh, yeah. so, so with Paula, that, Paula, i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah go ahead I'm just so with that that said. you know paula you know great job you know doing that and you know he can do it on zoom too but you know in yeah. person that has a little different taste so he's I like in, in person san, better but yeah yeah he's in the san francisco area um let's see but, she uh, also says i i ever taken two people together have you ever taken two people together to the afterlife? Yeah. Well, yeah, I have. Um, not on the same day, but it was a husband-wife uh, 
that came to me for counseling and they figured, um, hey, what, what, what a better way than to talk to their higher selves on the other side. So one day I had the wife go over and talk to her husband's higher self. And the next day the husband talked to his wife's higher self. So, um, and then on the um, few days after that, we all got together and talked about what they learned and it helped them both. Uh, they were both able to decide what they needed to do in their lives to continue, you know? So yeah, uh, that's pretty good. Um, but um, never at the same time, it's too intimate of a thing, you know, because each person has their questions they want to have answered. And so it's better for, uh, you know, when you're before the council to be there by yourself, because it's your special time, you know, and then your partner can go another time and then you can, you know, you can uh, uh, let each other know, you know, just or share with each other, you know, about your sessions and people done that like I'm getting ready to go down to Palm Springs area, which they just had that big flood last night, but in two weeks. I'll be down there seeing a, a, a husband one day and then they're having me spend the night with them there and their nice place down there. And then the second day I'll see the uh, the wife and have a session. And then the third day is a friend of theirs who's coming up from L.A. So uh, it's going to be a big old. Jing, no, you're doing down there. Party. <laughs> Well, what a gift. What a gift. And I'm so grateful that that we can be doing this. And, you know, Regan and I have done this show for, well, this would have been almost three years. Three, yeah, September would have been their third yeah. year anniversary. Gosh. And so with that, that, that I'm so grateful, though, that Regan, you are t- continuing wanting to work with us and, and doing the work that we've been doing, because I know that we are our, our mutual goal, our mutual intent was to be supportive and to guide people to have a more enlightened life. And it's been such a wonderful partnership that we've had in giving perspectives and and that kind of thing. And so if anybody wants to watch, these um, shows will still be on Facebook. These shows will still be on um, my YouTube channel. They're not going to go away. They'll just be archived. Kind of, I'm going to be putting all the um, platforms into one. I think just to kind of clean up my YouTube channel and um, and be able to negotiate that. So there's lots of old videos yeah. that are very, very timely in what we're going through now. We've just circled around some on some conversations and some we haven't. And, you know, it's been perspective, but I know we've had some major, major, wonderful shows, um, impactful shows. I remember some of the first ones we did that, you know, we had a couple of client or guests on that were very, very much um, in places in their life that it was very helpful to be with them. And yeah. so um, with that, that um, we're, I'm hoping that we can um, still be helpful in, in our archiving <laughs> together. Yeah, you know what I, I was just realizing more and more too, <clears throat> that one of the reasons I know for me that somehow spirit had me do this work of helping people visit the afterlife um, every time I'm sitting next to somebody and they're having this life-changing experience with, you know, talking to relatives that have passed on, talking to the higher selves of people in their life, going before the council and getting so many questions answered. And I'm sitting there and I I feel like I'm there too, you know, with them. And um, it's just, it's like, it's been a a learning experience for me too. You know, like a a really, even just doing the show, you know, when if you look back three years ago and to now, I think I've grown uh, a lot spiritually just from being with, you know, Natasha here and for us talking to people 
and helping people just one at a time, you know, I mean, I, I love that, you know, mm -hmm. um, I've, the show has helped me prepare. Like I've been on so many podcasts. Uh, I've got three of them coming up this month, I think, uh, where I'll be guests on there. So it's helped me to. And then I've, I've given a couple of live speeches at these um, soul search uh, symposiums where they have thousands of people come through on a weekend that are looking for some sorts of spiritual guidance. And they have like, I think the last one I was at, they must have had 10 mediums there. You know, wow. like mm -hmm. a different different flavor. There was, you know, both men and women mediums, young mediums, middle aged and old timer mediums there, you know, and everybody had their specialty. And it was neat to walk around and you can just see certain people just felt guided to see. Yeah, isn't that interesting how people are guided? And, yeah. and that's one thing that, that I know that not everybody's been guided to us, but that's okay. You know, we are just one in the mix, but follow your suit and how yeah. people work with you because it is about, you know, you being supported is our goal. And Paula says, um, I was thinking of having a, a person in my life. Okay, let me see here. Um, uh, I was thinking about how, uh, thinking I have a person in my life that would share a previous life together and maybe wanted to find that information together. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that could be done. Um, you know, it's best to best to see both persons because, you know, um, that way you get the perspective of both people. Sometimes we just have one go and you want, sometimes people wonder, well, I think, I wonder if I was this influenced that I just make that part up. But then if the other person confirms it, then you know that you, you know, and for research, we like to do, we'd like to see both sides because then you get confirmation that this is actually real, you know, mm -hmm. uh, that way. Exactly. So Paula also asks, how do you get trained to do, to do in your work? Um, oh, um, it's, if you go to the Newton Institute site, they have for people that want to be uh, trained into what I do and then tell you what their qualifications and things are. Uh, even if you haven't been a therapist with experience already, they have um, programs of, uh, well, I'm trying to think what they call it. They're people they've lined up to, to help you get that training so you can have that and then to do your Newton Institute training. So that's what a lot of people have done, you know, um, that way. That's what's interesting. Like Natasha's just, I just envy her sometimes because she just has this ability to do what the rest of us have to be trained and go through a lot of stuff <laughs> to do, you know, she can just, you know, I mean, gosh, it would be so cool. But I have found out Natasha's actually um, helped me wake up to the, the little medium of me, you know, what I call it, you know, so that when I'm doing my sessions and all of a sudden I find guidance that just comes to me that I wonder, whoa, where the heck did that come from? And I know it's this, this um you know spiritual connection or this media it's like you know somehow uh, archangel michael or one of the other guides there's downloading to me to, to ask the right questions with my client or to to help them in a certain way you know so um i think it's i think it's i'm getting i'm more accepting because natasha had to wake me up says oh yeah regan you have it some but i just haven't been that aware uh, <laughs> of it you know so um it's good not in it's, the forefront yeah you know, now it's becoming more, um, I think I'm more comforted because I just know when I do a session and I put myself in the right place that just the right thing's going to happen, you know, mm -hmm. for my client or I'll, I'll have the right insight or the right questions to ask or uh, you know, the right things to say to my client that'll help lead them to asking the right questions that they need to have while they're on the other side.
know. Well, one thing I've noticed about you, Regan, is is that you've been able to put your ego to the side when you've Pretty done much. your sessions. <laughs> and and that's one thing that a, a lot of spiritual people struggle with is putting their ego yeah. to the side. And so uh, it's not that ego's bad. I don't want to ever say ego's bad, but I think that's a good segue getting into what we're talking about here because yeah. ego and forgiveness and living uh, life and doing that is not always the easiest. And so let's segue into yeah. what we were meant to talk about or what we are called to talk about today. Yeah which was forgiveness and, and doing this dance. Cause I know that, you know, like the beginning of our show here, you know, there was an action that caused us to have an interaction. And, and it was one of those things that could you forgive, you know, and I'm not yeah. going to name it because I don't want to harm the other person, but you know, there again is, is that how do you, how do you determine how to forgive, when to forgive, and what is forgivable. And, yeah. you know, because I have an understanding that, that there's many different perspectives on that. And I have things that have happened in my life that aren't forgivable. And, and how, but how do I negotiate that unforgivable moment and apply it to being able to have a relationship with people? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I, uh, I know what you mean. When sometimes, um, uh, you know, forgiving. Well, I know forgiveness. We've probably talked about forgiveness more on the show in the last three years than any other subject, but that's because it's such a huge thing in people's lives, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, and what we found out, you know, the one thing I found out sometimes there's that poem. If you, if, for those of you who haven't read it, it'll, it's really a great poem. They don't even know the author, but it's, millions and millions of people have read it it's called uh, a season a reason or a lifetime a season a reason or a lifetime look it up on google and it's about why different people come and go in our lives you know like every all ever since we i mean we seem to think that just because we're really close to some person or something that they're going to be with us the rest of our life uh but every time every once in a while the the universe uproots them takes them away somewhere else you know um, sometimes it's time for you to leave, leave in a relationship, but you stick around and then, um, all of a sudden the universe, you, you know, the person you're with or something will abruptly be rude to you or something just to rip it apart, just because you haven't, uh, been listening to the signs that it's time for you to move on. And it's very hurtful sometimes. And sometimes, sometimes we hate people for that, but what, what it was, is just the universe said, Hey, you know, you haven't been hearing the signs that I've been screaming at you, but your ears have been closed, but we need you over here. So rip, you know, wow. You know, and that's, and that's kind of what I felt like that we did with this, with this shows, this Monday yeah. show is that there was interactions that were starting to say, wait a minute, take a look at this. Is this starting to be, you know, the joyfulness or is this starting to be where it's, it's it's getting to be like a a little rock in the road that you keep having to drive over you know right. and it's getting bumpy and it, no wrong or right but you know those pre tellers sometimes lead us to having something that happens and and it's being a kind of awake and, and interactive in our lives that can head off some of these things that we get into relationships that are a little bit more struggle you know and yeah and I'm grateful that that we've kept our light between us, you know, yeah. so that we can negotiate the story. And I know like last week we were going to talk about, but 
you ended up having this wonderful acting thing. So you couldn't have been on Monday show. (laughs) And we were going to talk about how to have conversations during change. And I talked a little bit about how we had our conversation when this change kind of came up. And that's the thing about life is, is that, you know, when we interact, that there's sometimes where we do things, we have conversations and what is our intention around that? And that could even, that can even lead to a unforgivable moment or a forgivable moment because we've said something wrong. And so sometimes when we have, we have to check about what's going on in our life in this moment, because that's when things happen. You know, there's things in our past. Yeah, we can't change those. But how do we negotiate the world we're in now to make it to where we don't have to worry about those forgivable moments or non-forgivable moments? And, you know, we're all here. And, oh, I wanted to say hello to Veronica because she said hi, guys, earlier. And I just I'm 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 sending you love today, sweetie. Uh, You know, it's just what do we do with life and and this dance is you know i know that you know there are times when in the moment that things aren't forgivable you know we're right raw i mean it's like taking a band-aid off that was really sticky it's raw it hurts that interaction hurt don't try to forgive right away sometimes we got to we got to go through the emotion of it and and that hurts sometimes is something that we got to feel and negotiate with and then we can start going into you know a, a weeks later months later years later that we can start going into some form of forgiveness but there's sometimes where things just aren't forgivable after time but you know how do we negotiate that what is the conversation we can do regan do you have any ideas well, I think I hear what you're saying about being unforgivable that way, but but somehow I think in the in the greater sense of when you look at the whole picture, um, you know, I mean, I just know some people have done, you know, I, I'm trying to think who it was I saw recently on TV. It was a a woman uh, who was forgiving the man who had killed her son. And um, actually, she actually went to prison, started visiting him, and they started building a relationship um, where uh, even though at first she hated him, she had to go through just like you're saying to experience everything. And the most horrific thing of him murdering her son, but and it came to a point in her life where, you know, she had to for and she was Christian, you know, knew that that was her duty was to try to find a way to forgive this man. And she eventually did. And it ended up being the most beautiful story. Of forgiveness, and there was a there was a movie I saw. Um, it was about this man who had been tortured uh, in in World War II by this uh, J- uh, Japanese commander in this uh, camp that he was in because he was a prisoner in World War II, and he was tortured horribly and treated horribly by this uh, Japanese man. And now later on in his life, like 30, 40 years later, he searches out that man to find him and forgive him. And it was this movie that they did with uh, Colin, Colin Montgomery or Colin, yeah, Colin Montgomery, something in this uh, act. He's a famous actor. Someone's probably knows the movie out there. But what a heartfelt movie when they were able to, to, you know, forgive somebody which seemed to be unforgivable at the time. But after 30, 40 years, both of them had grown and um, 
And he actually began to have compassion for this Japanese commander because he knew this Japanese commander was, you know, he was controlled by the people higher up and, and everything and was doing all these horrible things. Um, even people from the Holocaust, uh, some of them have got to forgive their captors and feel how horrible it must have been for the, some of the, like I saw the, one of the movies one time, a movie one time about the Holocaust and somebody had to, you know, lift the, the thing on top of the chambers and dump the cyanide down in there and then close the lid, you know. These were just people that were forced to do that, you know, and how they had to live with killing thousands of people, you know, mm -hmm. that they had to do. So it's just a, ah, oh man, it's just how does, how do we get to forgive the unforgivable, you know, um, sometimes. But that, you know, it's, I it's think hard. that, the, yeah, I think that it is, you know, there's, there's that, the thing though that I am witnessing is separating the people from the situation. Yeah. And that's what I've done is, is that there's certain things that have happened in my life that that action is unforgivable. I will never allow that action to happen to me. The again. action, yes, of course. That person or that, that, that conversation, the action of the conversation to happen again, that yeah. is unforgivable. Now, knowing that the people that have done that action are still in my life and they are very much important in my life, that I am weaving my way through that. It's almost like a, a skip in the record in a way <laughs> that I'm just choosing to let that thing pause for a minute. I'm not interacting with it. I know that in that person's relationship with me that we're not going back there again. But the thing is, though, if we do go back there again, I will look at that moment that's unforgivable and say, that's what I'm not going to allow anymore. That's my boundary. Yeah. I'm, you know, and so with that, that a lot of times I've found that if I can take the person off the situation and have the action is not forgivable, then that yeah. way I can maneuver, maneuver the way of saying, okay, I know that that person's changed from that action. Now that doesn't mean that that person, if they, if they start being that person again, because sometimes we can revert back, uh -huh. you know, we can, we can have a, a moment where we revert back to our 30 years ago or 20 years ago or something like that. We're all human, right? But there's then that that thing though that says it was almost like a stopping point in in my mo in my life that said, uh -uh, this is a boundary. Don't ever go there. You yeah, because I think people confuse sometimes forgiving somebody. They think that if they forgive them, that they're that they're justifying that the bad behavior that those people had towards us was okay. You mm -hmm. know, and it says no, we're not justifying the act. You know that way because it's never right right to abuse somebody or to hurt somebody or murder somebody or you know the awful things that human beings do uh but to forgive the person and not their action you know i think if you separate the two it might be a little easier to to forgive you know yeah because because there's some people you know i'm not saying that murder is okay i'm definitely no. not that is an unforgivable moment but looking at what some people grow up in, and yeah. then there's moments where 
where, you know, if that person, let's say, was in a very abusive situation and they just blew and then that person and they were drinking because they were they were, you know, that way. It doesn't mean excuses. I'm not trying to say that anything is right. But sometimes when somebody gets sober and they're like going and and they're getting out of what they were doing, it was like, holy crap, what did I I did that, you know? Yeah. And and then you can kind of have some um, I want to call it empathy or sympathy or whatever that language is whatever that name for that language is for how somebody comes into an understanding that, Oh, so there again is, is that if this person is changing and, and being more enlightened and they're becoming different than the thing that's unforgivable, they are, they themselves are separating themselves from that thing that is unforgivable. Yeah. Then I can start looking at saying, okay, I can start trusting the person and and start saying okay i can start um being kind to that person i can start thinking that they had a life i can start being more empathetic with that person knowing that that oh they did have a hell of a life growing up right yeah and so they kind of came they didn't know what they were really truly doing and 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 that's the thing is is that when somebody can take responsibility for their action then it's easier to kind of work with the person or the, the 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 personality of the situation. Yeah. But I'm getting that that, and there's sometimes where we have situations where we can't allow that person to come into our life. You yeah. know, it depends on what what um, it depends on what the action was that is unforgivable. Sometimes we have to cut the cords because being around that person is too icky and. But at some point in your life or in someone's life, I really hope that they can get to the point where it's saying, I'll be okay in spite of it. I will love someone else in spite of what happened to me. I will I will um, be kind to others who have that same smell, tone, and, and voice and way of walking because I know I'm going to love in spite of it. I'm going to be yeah. okay in spite of it. Well, you know, people that are um, in these uh, 12-step programs that go into them for drugs and alcohol, and boy, uh, I've been there with my clients and a lot of times to a lot of the meetings and just to hear some of the stories and these men and women confessing all of the horrible things they did when they were had the addiction, you know, of, of the relationships they ruined and the thievery that they did just to get their drugs and the way they abused themselves and everything. Um, and I'm thinking of the other side of the coin that, um, sometimes we have to ask for forgiveness from people. We have to apologize and hope that they'll give it to us. You know, uh, I think the sad thing is sometimes when a person finally gets to that point and from their heart, they really are sorry. They're truly sorry for what they did. And they go to the person who they want to be forgiven by. And that person refuses that. Oof, then you have this other scenario in there, you know, now who, now who needs to learn something, <laughs> you know, once the, uh, the person that had the addiction, you know, comes clean and, and really in there, because, you know, I don't think there's anything that's more moving than somebody coming to you and has a heartfelt apology, you know, where you can tell that they're not just saying, they're not just 
literature, but they are truly sorry for what they did, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and their actions say that they're sorry. Yes. It's not right. just words. It's right. their actions that say that they're sorry, too. That Because yeah. I know for me that there's been a couple of relationships that I've had that, you know, the people's actions have shown yeah. me that, you know, I can trust the person. Now, there again, those actions I'm not going to go back to. But, you know, mm -hmm. this person is showing me. Um, Alexis, how are you doing? Um, welcome for watching. Um, hi there. The action doesn't have to be accepted. Who is really to blame for any wrongdoing? That's a good question. Mm -hmm. I think that we are party, uh, we are all party, uh, a product, product of circumstance. Mm -hmm. And we have to forgive, otherwise we can't accept to be forgiven. And there is a grace that, that, thank you, that is a grace that I call, um, uh, are, are they deserving of my forgiveness? You know, that's the thing um, um, Paula says, you know, that's the thing that we got, that we got to look at because, you know, everybody in our lives is a mirror of a little corner of who we are. Yeah. You know, I can see myself a little bit in Regan, yeah. you know, and Regan can see a little bit of me in him. You know, we've talked yeah. about it. And, mm -hmm. um, and that's why I can say that statement, you know, that that people mirror us for a certain reason. And so looking at things and, and honoring who we are and and knowing that we're perfectly imperfect, too. So there again is giving grace for some of these things. And I'm going to say that, you know, we've talked about some pretty heavy things like murder and and, you know, what I'm thinking of is somebody who um, who was doing something when they were drunk, you know. And so there's those actions, but you know, there is a, there is a level of things that, that, you know, some of us, you know, might think that if somebody, um, uh, stole, let's say, um, like I, okay. So I remember like when my kid went into my room and went through my stuff and that was something that was against our rule of the, of the house was you don't go into other people's stuff. You know, even when they were kids, I'd still would ask permission, even me being mom, you know, that, hey, you know, I, I pay the house bills. I do the things. So I'm allowed to go in your room. But there's certain things that they were pri their private place. And I would be respectful of that. Right. But at the same time, though, when they went into my stuff, I had to really think about, you know, is this something that's forgivable? Well, yeah, because in perspective, you know, they were young you know, still learning yeah. how to do things. And so there's that mirror though, that how was I dishonorable in my life? How, how was I being a little bit, um, you know, looking into people's stuff when I shouldn't have, you know, so looking at ourselves and saying, Hmm, yeah, I'm not quite perfect either. So judgment, be careful of judgment when you're working with people and other people's situations and negotiating. Cause like I told, I, like I mentioned about Regan putting his ego away when he does his sessions, you know, we have to have some bigger picture understanding that life is life and we're all perfectly imperfect while we're doing it. And sometimes we are just, oh my gosh, some of us are just in a life that we're getting, you know, I have a mutual friend that, you know, he just lost his dad. He just lost his dad's sister. And then the fires are hitting and he had to evacuate. Yeah. He's probably not his best right now. So what am I going to try to forgive or unforgive about his life? Right. You know, and um, thank you, you know, um, Jay, for letting me say that, you know, it's just one of those things that 
what do we do with things that are happening in our life? And sometimes we're in places where, oh my gosh, I, I'd start off with saying, you know, hey guys, I'm tired. Um, please forgive me if I say something that's a little off. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm just very tired, you know? And so I'll try to stay quiet as much as I can because I don't want to say something wrong here. You know, I try to give a pretense so that kind of helps a little bit, um, that kind of stuff. So, you know, you know uh, so Sue says, hi, Sue, how you doing? Thank you for being here. Uh, my healing doesn't require anyone else's forgiveness. Sometimes those who wrong us will never change. Yeah. True statement. True statement. Um, and Paula says, uh, and if that unforgivable choice they made reminds remains my life how imperfect <laughs> that is um, impacting me. Yes. Yeah, so let me reread that because I kind of scrolled that up. And if that unforgivable choice they made remains in my life, how is that impacting me? Yeah. And that's yeah. that's the thing that um, that when we're going through life, that you know, there's certain things that that keep coming around for us. It keeps coming around. You know, there's certain actions that happen. You know, it's like that that thing, like if we have a, a child that is on, um, that's doing drugs and they keep stealing from us. And then we go to that, um, let's say the our, uh, our uh, jewelry box and the favorite thing that your mother was stolen. Mm -hmm. And you keep looking at it and it keeps not being there. And how do you how do you get, you know, that's the thing that I'm saying that, that sometimes there's that moment that's unforgivable and it, it hurts and it's painful, but how do you do that? If that child ends up showing them that they're remorseful and they get healthy and they get clean, yeah. but if they don't, that's where boundaries are. Yeah. That's where, you know, I'm sorry, kid, can't come in the house. You've proven to be unsafe. You've been coming. You know, no, you're still doing. No, you're not here. And if you are, I'm walking you to the bathroom and, and you're peeing with the door open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, boy. Yeah, it's tough sometimes. Um, well, you know, just like the person that Nakaya and I, or Nakaya, excuse me, Natasha and I both know uh, who husband um his drinking got so bad he got physical with her one time and and with the child there and everything she just says i love this man but i can't be with him anymore and she did the big step of moving you know moving away and everything and then he goes and kills himself you know so it's like just that i mean you and i know she did the right thing you know it's not on her because of his actions there um and so now uh, having that person, ha you know, because when somebody kills themselves, one of the things that people that are left do, they go through, it's like a, the same thing you go through when, when a person dies normally is you, there's that anger that comes in for a while where you're so angry at what they did, you know, and um, eventually, you know, you have to, you, you know, have to forgive your, you know, yourself if you think, you know, because sometimes these people think, oh, gosh, if I hadn't left the person, he'd still be alive and whatever. You know, that other person was his decision, you know, not on you, you know, to do the right to that. I know I've had people before they were wanting to get a divorce and the other person says, if you leave, I'm going to kill myself, you know. 
And, uh, <laughs> you know, that that's what they used to kind of hold on to the people for a while, you know, mm-hmm. and eventually the women, you know, because in my regular practice, I deal with a lot of women that have those kind of issues, you know, uh, where they've been violated so many times and they're trying to get over it. So much is involved in forgiving the abuser, you know, the people, you know, some relationships are that way where the husband's controlling and abusing and the women stay there for years and years and years, you know, and they finally get out of it. And eventually a lot of them as they get older they'll forgive that person but it's hard to forgive sometimes you know i don't know which is harder having you know people have to forgive us for what we've done or go through that or to forgive people for things that they've done to us you know um i know it's a tricky place and and it's it's the thing though that i feel like that this is where i use the mantra i'm asking for healing on this Okay. You know, that there's sometimes where, um, or I use the word, I am asking for divine healing on this because of the fact that there's sometimes where something is so big, it's so heavy, you know, that sometimes it's bigger than my emotions, my mindset, my yeah. understanding at the moment. And I have to get it out of me and, and surrender it, surrender it somehow. Um, and it doesn't mean that it makes it all right. It doesn't mean that that it's right or wrong. It's just that right now my emotions are so heavy with the situation that I need to I need to um, just give it to somebody else who can do better with it. And I have a belief system that, in something greater than me, and so I give it over to that something greater than me. Uh, and and that to me is how I've negotiated sometimes when. I'm in life and life is going and things are happening to me. And they're like way kind of like, what? I, what? <laughs> you know, and, and I have to give it over because it, it, how do I negotiate something? Sometimes we can't. We have to give yeah. it time. We have to give it its breath. And, and breath is one of those things that gives things... You know, because I trend, surrender, trust, and accept because I don't have all the information yet. You know, I yeah. have to. I have to know that this is not the moment that everything's going to stay. Yeah. Well, you know, Natasha, uh, you and I. One thing we're able to do with people is to give them more, inf- get them more information about their situation, and sometimes that helps them to forgive. I think I, I told a couple of times on the show, but it's just such a good example of this is the client that came to me that um, she was a nurse and there was uh, three doctors in rotation during the week that would come and one of the three doctors was so emotionally abusive to this nurse who came to me that she would have panic attacks before going into work because she would know for no reason nothing she did to this guy at all but he was this horribly uh, verbally uh, abusive to her in secret you know there was never they never did in front of everybody else where she could turn him into you know, human resources or something to get rid of him. He would pull her aside and tell her how horrible she was. And she just felt horrible. So she just, she was like this before she had to see the guy, you know, and had to just get through the day. Well, when I helped her to go to the other side, she's before counsel over there in the afterlife. And she asked them, why is this doctor so horribly cruel to me? And they just said one sentence to her and then they moved on. They said, you were very cruel to him in another lifetime, you know, she did not want to hear that, but hearing that and having her 
think about that for a while and meditate and pray on that, uh, all of a sudden she's going to work. He's not mean to her anymore, you know, and somehow now she's she's still trying to forgive him. But she's kind of I think she's three fourths of the way they're forgiven him because she's realizing that this this in this instance, it was just, you know, uh, balancing the scales because she was mean to him. Now she had to come back and go through what she had him to go through. So that's one aspect. But uh, and that helped me, someone who, who was in my lifetime, an employee that I had that stole from me and cost me $100,000, you know, was taken out of raising five kids. And here an employee steals $100,000, you know, and uh, ran away somewhere. And um, I, I through um, meditation, contemplation over a period of a few years, I realized that I was getting payback from being a flim flam man in another lifetime and screwing her out of a bunch of money. So uh, what was funny was inadvertent, just out of the blue, she moved away to Florida. I was in Sacramento. I went to a convention in Los Angeles. I'm at a roundout, a roundabout table or breakout session. I sit down of all the people in the world. She's sitting right across from me, you know, <laughs> wow. And I was surprised to see that I went over and hugged her. And I said, it was so nice to see her. It was something in me that over the years I had completely forgiven this person, put it in perspective that it was just a payback and everything was okay, you know? And then weird things, they go beyond this. You'll never believe it, but she's works with the Newton Institute doing exactly what I'm doing now. And she had no, she was just a, my secretary, no a very spiritual person or something. And here we find out that we're both working, doing the same thing now. So it was part, it had to be part, we had to be part of a soul group kind of thing where we were <laughs> yeah. something, isn't that something? So it is, it is. But there again, is, is it though, you know, that I bet you because of that interaction, you've watched your pennies a little bit differently. Oh yeah. You've yeah. woken up to that. There's uh, a bigger picture that you don't just trust freely yeah. like you did before. Like, and exactly. so there again, then that action is not necessarily forgivable because you took it as a, I'm going to do better in spite of it. It got yeah. me on the path that I needed to do. Right. I, yeah. I stopped being so gullible, you know, such an, um, that way. Um, uh, so um, yeah, there's lessons all around. So what, all I'm, saying is that sometimes when we're going through difficult things and things happen to us one of the reasons not all the time but sometimes it's just payback it's just karma you know that we had to go through so if you're a spiritual person that's one of the things when someone's uh, horrible to you or something like that put that in the equation you know because that might help you know uh, sometimes as being the reason why you know mm -hmm. exactly um, exactly um, just checking on some of the comments. Thank you guys for commenting. This is so yeah. wonderful. Yeah, great um, you guys commenting. Uh, you know, um, so then, uh, I don't know. Um, my healing doesn't require anyone else's forgiveness. Sometimes um, those who wronged us will never change. And that's right. what I'm just making sure. Um, yeah. Having the bigger picture has um, things have helped me so much for sure. Yes. Yeah. And that is, I think, the bigger picture. And that's where, you know, like this other person that's been in my life now, you know, I won't go back, but I can sure tell I'm enjoying the future with our friendships and yeah. our and the way we're going. And um, and uh, Hans, um, sorry, you've been saying some things here. Uh, Bastable. Bastable. Yeah, so sure sorry about means. that. Um, What's uh, the, so, does he know what the English translation of that would be? Or yes. What's that? I'll check and see. Um, 
So I'm totally good with forgiving myself for any part I've played in, in his choices. But if I feel his actions are unforgivable and he doesn't own it, it's okay not to forgive him? Well, that's a, that's interesting. I don't know, maybe still forgive him, but just not that to say the actions are not acceptable. In other words, that would be like, like this person we were talking about that um, even though she loved this person, he was not willing to go to rehab, you know, to quit his drinking and everything. So that those things, you know, and her and him getting abusive to her, that's not acceptable, you know, but mm -hmm. um, you know, as far as forgiving the person, when you realize that they're an alcoholic, you know, like people that are drug addicted, there becomes a point where the drug takes them over, mm -hmm. you know, that they, they become somebody other than themselves and why it, yep. it is kind of themselves. It isn't kind of themselves, if you know what I mean, you know. Exactly. And that's the thing is, is that that's where boundaries, you know, we got to, yeah. we got to, we got to set boundaries. We got to say, this is not acceptable in my life. You know, we have to have that tough love. And I'm even going to say mean love sometimes because they don't hear us. You know, we have to have those, those, those moments where, you know, but, but it is making sure that our life is okay because of it, you know, yeah. that we can tell ourselves, you know, like this person, mutual person we know, and, you know, struggling with the, the, the process of somebody, you know, not being here anymore because of this, because of actions that we've done. But at the same time, though, those actions were something to keep us safe. So there's really no wrong. Like I had somebody who told me, you know, that that a lot of us, a lot of us, you know, try to make sure that, you know, like for me, I'm just going to name it for me. I'm a kind person. So sometimes I walk in and I say, you know, I can see that that part of me is part, you know, let's say if somebody's doing an action, you know, like let's say being late for something mm -hmm. and it was hurtful for me that they were late. Right. Well, I can say, well, yeah, I can say that I can be late too sometimes. So I'm going to be empathetic and sympathetic about it. But sometimes though, when somebody really knows that they were going to be late and they didn't communicate and there's la da 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 happen. You know, what do you do about it? What do you do with it? And that's a tricky place. That's a really tricky place. So Paula, you know, um, that's, that's where I got to give it over. <laughs> you know, Paula, that's those times where I give it over to something greater than me because yeah. I don't have all the information. I trust surrender except because I don't have all the information yet. And I don't know what the future is going to be with my knowings and my understandings. And so that there again, yeah, is a you know, place. well, it's like um, if you're living with someone who's been unfaithful, you know, like I know one of my clients, her husband was like a serial cheater, you know, and finally got to the point where she said, you know what? I love you so much. You know, you're such a beautiful person in most ways. But I choose not to live with a person that I can't, that doesn't respect me enough to not cheat on me. So, you know, I just have to let you go. And he, he was begging and whatever and whatever, but she just knew he's he's just going to be that way, you know, and you, mm -hmm. you have to set your boundaries and you can just love him, try to forgive him, but not accept that behavior and move on. Yeah. And there is a difference between, yeah, there is a difference between not accepting behavior and, and saying that it's not right but saying i can understand you're human <laughs> right. i understand that you're addictive 
I understand that you have a situation. I'm not allowing it. You're not in my life. Yeah. You know, but I understand you're human. I understand you have a story. I understand that things are happening to you. You're not in my life. <laughs> well, and it's funny, you know, talking about this in relationships, because some relationships, when one of the persons cheats and really hurts the person really bad, but the person comes and is super remorseful and they're sincere. A lot of those marriages actually uh, go on and actually become stronger than they even were before, just because they had to work through this particular thing of forgiveness and the husband realizing you know, what he'd done was wrong and him having to grow and everything through it. So it doesn't excuse his behavior that he did there. But, you know, through that, uh, you know, through that growth and that that they both had, sometimes they've come out stronger, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so it's uh, <laughs> life is difficult. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having this show. You know? <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. Gosh. It's not and like we're sitting here all talking about Disneyland or something. Oh, life is so, you know. Yeah, no, 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 no. And that's the thing is, is I hope that people understand that on the shows that we do, Regan and I on life, um, on Dance of the Soul, and then me on Life Clarification in the past, turning uh, Life Clarifications is turning into Every Day with an Angel, that it is about talking about life is, it, sometimes life is, it's got a little bit of hell in it, you know, for yeah. lack of a better word, you know, a little bit of, of, um, oh my gosh, why? Or this is not the way I thought my life was going to be, <laughs> you know? Yeah. but how do you get through it? How do you manage through it? And Regan and I both understand there's no, you know, there's moments where there's like, um, you know, a rainbow in the clouds and there is moments where we have joy and there is moments, but being human and on this planet, it's about stretching, pulling of our emotions and, and struggling with forgiveness or how to forgive or how to look at things in a higher perspective, different perspective, getting a bigger vision you know, is part of how we do negotiate this life to a better place in our mind. Yeah. You know, like I've told people lately, I've told somebody lately that, you know, my perception about giving this over to my higher power is actually helping me survive. Yeah. It's actually helping me survive. And if, if that's what works, all for the better, right? And Hans, yeah, um, I, I appreciate your comments, but um, I'm sorry that that um, the language you're speaking in, and I, I'm I'm very dyslexic, and English is even a struggle for me. So <laughs> I honor you for where you're at, and I just want to hear what you're having to say. So I appreciate that. Yeah, sorry. Um, sorry is a, oh, is a spamming uh, is spamming um, the feed? Oh, okay. Thank you, um, thank you, Sue, very much for telling me that. Um, appreciate that. So, um, I will, um, yes, thank you. Uh, so however, um, so Alexa says, um, here, um, however, I think we need to think about why someone commits a crime and look into why did it, why they did it, what happened to their current past lives that led them this way. And yes, that is yeah. part of the that is part of getting the the bigger picture. And she says more. Um, uh, I think um, if someone shows you no respect, they probably not learn to truly to respect themselves. Exactly. Yes. Um, uh, and 
you know, um, and that kind of stuff. So um, thank you, Sue, for that. And I will block him. Um, so, um, oops, don't want to do that. Uh, da, 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 da. So um, when we are um, fan user delete. Okay. So um, when we're going through things and managing our life, that that is a perspective. But remembering this is a tricky place that we are right now in the human moment negotiating what we do. So there is reasons and there is situations kind of like how, you know, Regan with this person who stole money from you, that you in the past life did something to her. So this is this. But the only way we can stop contracts is by saying, ah, stop now. That's right. I don't want to like, do a tip stops, like that every lifetime. Right. It stops here. Yeah. It stops here. And that's where adding on this moment of, of having boundaries. I see that you are drugged. I see that you've had a rough life. I see that you're doing this, but personally, I'm done with the story. I'm done with the story that's yeah. happening between us. And I do not want to continue this contract anymore. And healing that moment does enable those contracts not to be tit for tat for another hundred thousand years. Right. Yeah. So um, I wanted so, to mention too, um, this book that's great, if you're having trouble with forgiveness, it's called Forgive for Good. And it's by some people from Stanford University who did studies on, on uh, what happens to our bodies physically and that when we, when we have anger uh, pent up and we, we haven't forgiven people. And they really showed through all their studies, just the people that have trouble forgiving more have more illnesses in their life and more sickness and everything. You know, it's just like, it, it's something... It's um, sometimes our, our anger that we have towards people is like is like um, giving ourselves a poison pill and just and thinking someone else is going to die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. When I when I have people on the other side and through the life between life process, we always deal with their health issues. And when they have their health issues down, then usually uh, the council over there or something will allow. Um, a healer over there to uh, look at their, you know, to kind of uh, do a, a body scan, see how they're doing. And they'll also tell them why they have their illnesses. And it's very frequently what comes up is uh, they'll say, you have this illness because of the anger that you still hold for this particular person, or the, you're not willing to forgive this particular person and you've made yourself sick, you know, and they'll tell them that say that you can reverse your health issues and that. If you mm -hmm. forgive, if you, you work on forgiveness and everything, that eventually your health issues will cure or will heal up. So that's just more confirmation that, you know, even if it's just for yourself, forgive people because you carry that anger and that stuff in there and it's just polluting your water and your body. It's polluting everything, you know, making you sick and making you, you know, that way. So, you know, that's the number. I said number one reason forgive for, you know, so you can be healthy. Just learn to forgive. And then, and sometimes you, I just say, fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you, you could, wouldn't you like, uh, Natasha, like you're so good with mantras and everything, or, you know, like I'm, 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 I'm on, I'm in the process of forgiving. Even if you say I'm in the process of forgiving so-and-so for this horrible thing they did for me, you know, I wish them well. And I don't know what, what would be a good mantra or a good, a good thing to say to get people started in the right track. 
Well, it's giving over the control is part of the process. That's what I found. So that's where I use the mantras. Like I tr surrender, trust, and accept because I don't have all the information yet. I'm asking mm -hmm. for divine healing on this. I am, um, I'm having boundaries with kindness and love. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm really, okay, so this person's doing this to me again. Um, what is this here to teach me? And no more. What is this here to teach me? And no more. You know, like doing one. things that, saying something in the mix of it can really help um, negotiate this, this story. It's kind of like how, um, like when Sue told me that um, he's saying um, pickup lines and, and that kind of stuff, because she went into translator for me. Thank you, Sue. You know, I didn't necessarily get angry about it, but I had boundaries. Yeah. Once I found out information, I found out truth. I, I, okay going to take care of it. But I didn't hold resentment. I didn't go into ego about it. I just said, nope, nope, nope. But bye there bye. again, <laughs> there's sometimes where things are bigger than me and I have to give it over to something bigger than me. And that's where um, Alexis, yes, um, suffering is never fair. That's the point. God does give us more than we can take, but to suffer, we learn to empathy for others. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, French school paid off, Sue says. What did <laughs> she say? That. French school paid off, LOL. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, yes. So, um, so Alexis, yes, suffering doesn't happen. But that's the thing is, is that, you know, to take God out of a out of a personality <laughs> and into spirit. You know, I take God out of personality. It, you know, I do call, call him more him because of, um, of, uh, of he's feeling more masculine to me in energy than he, than feminine. Right. That, but that's my story with him, but he is to me spirit. So he weaves his way. So how can, God weave his energy into me to help me see the bigger picture, give me ways to negotiate it, but not always be the victim. And, and I, I need to stay out of victimhood when things happen. And that's where, you know, what is this here to teach me? And, um, and, you know, uh, I surrender, trust and accept, you know, we got to stay out of victimhood. You know, we got to get into this empowerment. Why am I here? Why am I negotiating this? What am I going to do with it? And where is it going to take me? Yeah. You know, but stay out of the whys. Why is this? Why am I feeling this way about it? Why, 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 why? No, we got to get into what the hows, the, the, I'm going to negotiate this, get into the empowerment of it. Because many a times when people are doing things to us, it throws us into victimhood and victimhood keeps us small. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Victim who keeps us small. So what I would say today, because, you know, in closing here, um, is uh, forgiving somebody isn't something that happens overnight. You know, just like grieving. Grieving, people think, why can't I just get over grief in a hurry? It's just there's a process to all these things. So don't feel bad or beat yourself up too much if you if you haven't been able to totally forgive someone. Just start with little baby steps, you know by repeating maybe some of the things that Natasha said, you know, 
by uh, maybe going into meditation and just asking your guide net to have to help you to change your heart to forgive this person and just continue down that road you know it might take a long time sometimes but as long as you're moving forward and trying to forgive somebody you're going in the right direction you know and uh because because there is i like the word <laughs> the word trying to forgive someone at least you're putting thought into how can this be a bigger picture yeah and like i said sometimes we have to take the per and i've had a couple shows on this where something was happening in my life and i really had to take the person off the situation i had to put the person off the situation and put it to the action that was happening so then yes. I took the then I took the personality out of it. I took the I took the you did this to me scenario. The action did this to me. And then once I dealt with the action and knew how to negotiate the the action, then I was able to put the person back in to know how to deal with the person because I separated them out. A lot of times we get into situations that it's all in one bag. It's all in one story. And sometimes the action is unforgivable, but the person who's doing it has this other scenario going on with them and it's hard to separate them out. So that's where a lot of times I really try to take, oh, the action. The action was this person, the, the, this thing was said to me that hurt. Yeah. I will not forgive those words ever again. Now the person might have been, you know, um, in a big spiral depression at the moment and now coming out of it and now it has not gone back to that depression moment in years, right? Yeah. But that action was unforgivable. Now that person moved on. So how do we negotiate that? Then that's what I've tried to do too is, is that I've really tried to take this, the person off the action and look at what the action means to me. That's really good. And, you know, and that's um, good parenting. You start out that way with your children as they misbehave when they're younger and you don't berate them so much as that you berate the action that they did, you know, that it was not right to, um, you know, to hit your sister. You know, I mean, that action is, you know, hitting sisters is not good, you know, but you still let them know that you love them and regardless of that, but you'd let them know that that behavior is not acceptable you know, mm -hmm. that way. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's not about the per a lot of times it's not about the person because the person's just learning like kids. Yeah. They're just learning. Um, and sometimes we have 60 year olds that are still learning. You yeah. know, we have 80 year olds that are still learning. <laughs> we're all still learning. Yeah. We're all still learning. So how do we do that? So Alexis, um, and we're going to have to come down to the end of the show here soon. Um, I think, um, that's more important initially than to forgive is to help yourself heal. Without that, it's very difficult to forgive. Very well said. And I think yeah. that's a perfect note to end the show on because, Alexis, that is very wise. Thank you. You know, we're all in the midst of being human on this planet. And what are we going to do about it? Yeah. I know. Um, it was nice having everybody interact today. That's what makes yes. it really, really good because it's like we're all sitting in the living room together just having a discussion about something important. You know, rather than the weather, which has been crazy, you know, here in, in California. <laughs> yeah, you're down in California. <laughs> had a hurricane coming up. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And so, yeah, tune in next week. It'll be our last week for um, 
dance of the soul and then uh, the formats changing as we mentioned to begin with. So uh, I'll be on um, every third Wednesday with Natasha and Natasha's going to have some great guests on be talking about things and have one bigger show, you know, because she's getting, you know, uh, I know Natasha has been a guest on some different podcasts and, and she's been getting a lot of people that are calling her for her, you know, her wisdom and, and that. And so she's able to help people. And yeah. I've been getting busy too. So we're, you know, on helping people visit the afterlife. So um, it's onward and upward, but it's so nice to have uh, um, people here. So not ending, just morphing into a different format. that's a, a little more professional, a little more upbeat. And uh, and it'll be on Wednesdays at four, right? Now, Wednesdays at four on um, my YouTube channel and and Facebook and Twitter. And if you're on Twitter, um, I do not get your... Um, your um comments so please go to my youtube channel natasha venter ac and that's um natasha and then venter v-e-n-t-e-r ac and uh and you know this is the thing is is that whatever i do in my life i like to do it with intention and i know regan does the same thing and and it, it's one of those things that as we're going in life that when we get too busy we lose our intention and our integrity about doing things and we Regan and I both want to stay in high integrity with what we do with our practice, with the people we interact with, and even how we run our shows. And we were both noticing that we we're starting to get a little bit busy and we were not holding up to the intention that we wanted to have. And we want to honor you who's watching our shows and doing the writer thing. And that is <laughs> to morph it into one Wednesday show. And Regan, you know, I'm so grateful that you want to stay in my life. Yeah. <laughs> that you're not just leaving me. I love yeah. you so much. I don't want you to leave me. But that's me being stingy. So um, with that, but, uh, how can people get a hold of you, Regan? Oh, um, through right on the screen there, visittheafterlife.com. Great videos on there that show this process where people in a deep state of trance, which most people can reach, about 90% of them can get to uh, go to the afterlife for a few hours. So it's like having a near-death experience without the death part or like an out-of-body uh, mm -hmm. kind of thing. So you actually get to meet your guide, angel, get to go before a council, get questions answered that you prepare, uh, see loved ones that have passed on. There's places of higher learning there where you can visit, you get inspiration for the arts. Um, you can even visit a place where people on the other side do recreation, <laughs> which is a real, people sometimes just laugh their heads off and you just see how much fun people, souls have over there. So uh, and uh, maybe there's a place where they give harp lessons over there. I don't know. I haven't anybody go to that place yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, um, but I also do regular therapy for people. So uh, through Zoom, I do uh, sessions all over uh, things having to do with post-traumatic stress, uh, fears, phobias, um, things that, um, you know, depression. Um, oh, my gosh. Just anything that, that uh, is energy intensive, you know, when you you're having trouble dealing with things. And uh, we have some great modalities to help you with there. And um, now, Natasha, I know you've redone your, your website now. Is it still going to be called Angelic Clarifications? It is. So, it is. So that's where people can get a hold of if they want to have a, a session from you as a medium it or feng shui, feng shui even, I know. I do. Like now I'm looking at, like I've done this, I give her a plug all the way because I just love my office. I'm looking at the angel lights that I have uh, all around my ceiling here now. Uh, it adds such a great softness to here, especially when I'm doing therapy with people. It's just, 
you know, it doesn't make it seem so business-like here. It seems more spiritual, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Well, and two, you have beams that go across your, um, yeah. across your ceiling. <clears throat> and when you put the lights around, it kind of softened up the beams. So the beams weren't so, it brought the lights more out. Yeah. So the, the power of the beams weren't so heavy, but, um, and that's a better feng shui when you're sitting with beams across you. <laughs> so, yeah. And um, Paula, um, Paula says, um, what a loving living room. I've been um, working in the yard and moving stuff. So she's been listening to us as she's moving stuff. That's one thing I love about that, about this show is, is that that's why it's called a podcast. Cause you don't always have to watch us. And, and this podcast yeah. will be on, um, on, uh, this show is on podcasts. Uh, and you can look for every day with an angel, um, podcast. Now it's called, uh, I changed it from, um, uh, uh, life with life clarifications with Tasha to uh, every day with an angel. So now Better. that podcast has even changed over. So there's only going to be one post now that will be on Wednesdays, unless I can figure out how to load up my two minute videos to just sound. Um, but I haven't quite figured that out yet. Because um, so it's one of those things. So um, Peace and I love that, um, Paula. Thank you. Peace, love, and light to everyone. And I so yeah. agree. So yes, uh, life angelic clarifications is where I'm at, and you can reach me there. I am so grateful to be able to give assistance with people in their life's journey. Uh, it's about bringing light and love to this world, and why are we here? And I'm willing to get in the trenches and look with you to lift you up out of them. And that's one thing that this show, um, Every Day with an Angel's Intention, is going to be is about bringing the spirit world and its consciousness down to down to earthly realm and how are they wanting to lift this up. And, you know, you talk about the council and there's a council. I'm part of the council the, and the council is what governs the um, the the, um, the universe. And this council has sub-councils in it, but the council of eight that I interact with, that they, um, they're they starting to want me to talk about this governing council. And they're wanting me to talk about what is going on in the universe. And so that's part of Every Day with an Angel is going to be about is how is the universe working with us trying to help us do better? So it's going to yeah. be an interesting show. I'm going to be doing a lot deeper work. It's it's my time to come out yeah, and to be, and I'm time stepping into it. It's time Good. to shine. And I know a lot of the things I've been talking about before, but there's going to be a little bit more um, deeper intent because I'll be able to do the one show, bring it in, do what I'm called to do and, and honor you guys. Cause I want to help you guys yeah. do better in your life and feel better yeah. about yourself. So blessings, everyone. See you on right. Wednesday at four o'clock Pacific time. And you know what? I'm it's coming to me what's gonna I'm gonna be talking about, but I'm not too sure quite yet. So I well, will know. Hmm? I so said you'll post it. I will post it on Wednesday at four o'clock Pacific time. Blessings all. Okay. Bye now. See you later. Bye. Bye.